Welcome to season two of More Than a Sign. In season one, it was an interview format. We heard compelling stories of strength, courage, and humility. To keep things fresh, this year's format will focus less on interviews and more on how to succeed professionally and personally. These season two episodes will build on one another, so best to start with episode one and then listen sequentially. Let's do it, shall we? Talking to ourselves. Congratulations, you've joined the easiest profession in the world. That is if you don't want to make any money. I'm learning that it might be one of the toughest professions in the world if you want to make a lot of money. This is the case for a couple of reasons. First, it's a challenge because there are literally no barriers to entry. Anyone can become an agent. If you have a few hundred dollars and a few weeks of spare time, you can get your salesperson's license and nearly every brokerage will have you. Today, there are 1.6 million realtors. Approximately 20 years ago, there were less than a million realtors. When anyone can become a realtor, it's hard to be viewed as an expert. Second, it's tough because there are simply too many agents, way too many. If there are currently 1.6 million realtors, and if there are only 4 million sales this year, or 8 million sides, if you will, that's only five sides per agent on average. Approximately 20 years ago, there were 12 sides per agent. It was easier to be an agent 20 years ago. This means that there's too much competition. We're all fighting over too few buyers and sellers. Third, when you're new, it's very difficult to secure listings. Most of your clients will be buyers. People are more apt to trust a new buyer's agent than a new listing agent. It's always been that way. For the last three years, being a buyer's agent is tough because there are simply not enough homes to go around. You can do a great job landing a buyer, find them the perfect home, write an amazing offer, and not secure an AO because another buyer wrote even a crazier offer. You can do this over and over and over despite your best efforts. It's simply the market we're in. So, it's tough. How should you speak to yourself now that you're in the real estate game? I've developed dozens of strategies that I share with my team for healthy self-talk. Here are three to get started that are guaranteed to help in this challenging environment. When it comes to healthy self-talk, first and foremost, you need an inner coach rather than an inner critic. Sports teams hire coaches, not critics, for a reason. A critic belittles, puts you down, and saps your self-confidence. A critic is there for you to justify the easy road and then to help you quit. A coach, on the other hand, pushes you when you need to be pushed. But he or she also puts their arm around you when you're down. They get you to be your best by believing in yourself and buying into the greater good. I had what I thought was an actual coach a few years ago, Bill. I paid him $1,250 a month. I was belly aching one day that I didn't hit my personal financial goal. He said, Rick, maybe it's not a realistic goal. Maybe you'll never achieve that. I immediately parted ways with him, and I hired myself to be my own coach. Since then, I've doubled that old goal. If you find yourself being an inner critic, you'll hear things like, I'll never succeed at this, or that agent had an unfair advantage, 
or uh, warm calling my spheres useless, a total waste of time. That's a critic, and they do you no good. It's tough to make those thoughts go away in the beginning, so here's a little trick I've used to develop that inner coach. When you have those thoughts, simply repeat them, but proceed those thoughts with, here I go again thinking. Here I go again thinking I'll never succeed. Here I go again thinking that that other agent has an unfair advantage. By adding that phrase, you're identifying that it's your inner critic and not your inner coach speaking. Here's how it'll sound once you do that. Ugh, I'll never succeed. Oops. Here I go again thinking that I'll never succeed. Of course I'll succeed. I just can't give up. It's not how I start, it's how I finish. And I'm not going to be finished until I'm a success. There. That's your inner coach. Give it a try. I promise it works. Stop yourself and reposition the inner conversation. Right now, do you have an inner critic or an inner coach? Let's hire that inner coach. Second, to speak to yourself in a healthy manner, you need to define what your job is. That might sound strange, but this is one of my favorite examples. An aspiring actor got to the point where he nearly gave up as he'd gone on like a hundred auditions and never secured a role. Imagine that. He was so inconsolable that he nearly quit because he couldn't land a job. Then one day he had an epiphany. He decided that the acting role wasn't his job. Auditioning was his job. His job was to audition, and the roles would be the byproduct of his excellent auditions. It totally changed the way he auditioned. He arrived prepared and confident. And guess what? He started to get roles. Big roles. Now he has multiple Emmys, and he's a household name. I embrace that. I don't sell homes. I give advice. I believe I give the best advice in the business. I don't believe that anyone has a more diverse background in real estate, meets with more mega teams out of state, reads more books, listens to and creates more podcasts, mentees and mentors more people than me. I'm a student and I'm a teacher, and people hire me for my advice. In the simplest terms, I'm paid for five decisions when it comes to sellers. What should the home look like before it goes to market? When should it come to market? What should it be priced at? What do we do if we get an offer? And what do we do if we don't? That's what I do. Others on my team do everything else. I do have control over the quality and honesty of my advice. I don't have control over the market or people's decisions. And by the way, your advice, or what I like to call your output, is only as good as your inputs. What are you gathering and synthesizing from forging relationships with highly successful peers, reading, learning, and sharing? Inputs fill your knowledge bucket, and output drains it. Most people in our industry put little, if any, effort into their inputs, and as a result, their output is of little value. What are your inputs? Who do you learn from? What do you read or listen to? Do you learn every day? That'll tell you how valuable your output is. So what's your job? It's not selling homes. 
if you're newer, it should be something like, my job is to reach out to people and educate them on the market, trends, rates, values, and to generally nurture them along a path which will someday result in a transaction. If you define that as your job, you'll succeed. So we've looked at how to hire an inner coach, how to properly define what you do. Now let's look at perspective. Perspective is key in healthy self-talk. We're bombarded with doom and gloom in the news. We're entering a period of great uncertainty in our business, and so many dominoes have to fall for something to come together. In that environment, you have to have faith. Not the typical faith. I mean, that's obviously important. But I'm talking about faith or belief in outcomes. A belief that if you're doing the right thing in the right place, the odds are unbelievably stacked in your favor that things will eventually work out. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. They almost always do. Think about every green light you drive through, or elevator you hop on, or piece of sushi you eat. It works out. But somehow we can find ourselves in these downward spirals of disbelief, in awful outcomes that almost never happen. Oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? Welcome to the rabbit hole. However, in life, 90% of the time, it's a near best case scenario. Why spend time worrying about the 10%? Deal with that when it comes. When you find yourself grieving and worrying, picture a worst case scenario and a best case scenario, and then vision a nearly best case scenario. You'll be right 90% of the time. I chose faith. Faith that nearly everything will approach a best case scenario. It's your choice. Assume the worst and be wrong 90% of the time, or assume the best and be right 90% of the time. Let's choose best. I'm Richard Rubin, and this is More Than a Sign. Thank you for spending time with me. Remember, we're all on the same team. If I can help you in any way, my email address is richard at thefrgteam.com. Special thanks to my son, Nate, who wrote and performs every instrument on the theme song and is taking time away from his successful music production business to engineer and produce this podcast. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I work every day to be more like you and your brother.